You're listening to the NBA Outsiders Podcast, hosted by Peter Kennedy, John Lucas, Duffy, Frank Villani, and Justin Babb. We talking ball. We talking ball, and we tweeting ball. Hit us up at NBA underscore Outsiders. And this is a Sports Blog New York podcast, so hit them up on Twitter, at Sport Blog NYC. Let us know when Frank's takes are so lukewarm that you just can't take it. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, all that good stuff. Just follow us on Twitter, and we'll hook it up. Yeah, you can also check us out on the World Wide Web at sportsblognewyork.com. Click on the podcast tab. We'll be there. We've got an in-person pod right now. Let's get it popping. Well, and then here's, like, I, I've read something to that point. You're saying, like, the way the league is right now. There was an article, and then you said with the with the whole league trying to stop like the Warriors and the Rockets and all that, and then like there's a lot of young like really good bigs. They're like, is the league gonna kind of move back to being? Like, I've been thinking bigs about bigs haven't been important at all for the last couple of years. Like, I don't think that's crazy. But it, now there's a ton of really good young and bigs. these bigs like, do different and, things. Yeah, and, and the other the other point, right? like the think next about evolution. It, think about like former elite wings and elite big men on the same team. Who's more important to that Lakers team, Shaq or Kobe? Shaq was. Yeah. Dude, the Sixers literally... You're telling me Carl Anthony Towns can't be as dominant oh, as Shaq? Oh, I think he can be, and I think he will be. Yeah. Maybe not as Shaq. And you're telling but, me yeah. that Jimmy Butler is as dominant as Kobe? I think right now, Carl Anthony Towns at 21, 22 years old, and Jimmy Butler at tw- like in the prime of his fucking oh, career, is more capable of affecting winning basketball like more often. Has he ever? He's not. Has he ever been on like a winning team? How Jimmy far Butler? Did, how yeah. far did he? Yeah. He carried the Bulls to the playoffs. I was gonna say how far did he? Yeah, take he carried the Bulls to the finals. That team was like a. That team was like a mess though. But and that wasn't like a serious like. I mean, I guess when when he was younger, if that, it, that was still Derrick Rose and Joe Kim Noah's team. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So and he wasn't like an impact guy. He was just a defensive guy almost. Then. <laughs> exactly. Until like a little. Bit That's later. how he earned his minutes. Yeah. But well, like he hasn't been the guy on a winning team. It's interesting. I well, mean, like yes, they made the playoffs last year as an eight seed, but that wasn't like not a. Like no one worried about the Bulls. Team, like, yeah. Exactly. Well, so, I mean, only the, t- to... only the TNT Bulls. We, exactly. Yeah, the <laughs> TNT Bulls are a problem. I feel like we're get, like a lot of people are giving Jimmy Butler, Butler a lot of credit, like thinking that just him can turn an entire franchise around. That's been terrible for so yeah. long. Well, they've also been historically bad. I'm not saying he can't do Closing it. games last year. They were historically yes. bad. The like, Bulls? I was listening to the Jazz uh, Timberwolves broadcast, and the Jazz announcer brought the stat where they, they were like, you know, their win percentage when they were leading in fourth quarters was like 20% or something yeah. like that, which is like horrible. Yeah. Well, so, like, so Butler's never been like the man on a team, basically. Like, he, team. he could help them close games I don't out, think, though. I don't he, think he's going to be able to help them close games we'll out. We'll see if he can do and it. You know what? Low-key Jeff Teague should, too. Yeah. Well, I'm, uh, have you guys watched him Teague? at all? Jeff no, Teague? just the Timberwolves. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, I listened to one game on the radio, like the whole game, and then I watched some of another game. Andrew, Andrew Wiggins looks like... He has a, a new confidence. He's like figured he kinda, it out. Like it's not even like at the beginning of the season last He's year he shot them. like he shot like forty percent from three and he was having a bunch of great games and he looked like like wow like Andrew Wiggins is coming on finally and then he kind of struggled shooting and he like kind of lost his edge. He has his edge back and people talk about how much he loves playing with Jimmy Butler. I love it. I mean, I, I love to see it. I, so like, like, I think all like, those guys are awesome. Yeah. He's I'm so just like, talented. Basically, I mean, I'm just saying tread lightly on the Timberwolves right now. You I don't think you were ever high. I don't think you were ever high on Wiggins. I'm right I in the middle of the him. fucking lake, dude. I'm right in the no, middle of the lake. No, I was I, I was not low on Wiggins. I was just like, he's not there yet. 
And but th- I'm not saying you can't get there. Right. I'm just trying to manage expectations because w- when he was coming out of college, his thing was he yeah, has offensive game is not very polished, but he's yeah. a, he's a great perimeter defender. But and then Super since he's athletic. gotten into the league, it's completely flipped. Like now he's just he's just a scorer. And his defense is not being good last at all. Year. Well, yeah. so next year, who's going to be like? The guy for the Timberwolves is it going to be Butler? Oh, is it going to be Wiggins? I think it's going to be Towns. You know what's you know what's different too though. Towns is really good playing off of people. So playing like pick and roll with Wiggins and Butler and Towns is really good. He's got so many options. Yeah. So many, and and obviously with Teague, I'm sure he runs a decent pick and roll with is Towns. Is he coming off the bench? Carlin and Towns like yeah. like but like Wiggins Carlin is more of a guy who just you say dream of for for this right here. He is for literally today? yeah. He's your video game guy. He yeah. he rebounds. He can block shots. Yes, he has to get better as a team defender, but he's still a good individual defender by himself. Like he comes across the lane right, right. and probably blocks over two shots a game. He can shoot the three. He can post up. He can dunk on. He you. can handle. He can the literally transition. He can literally. Monster. He can literally do everything. He's got handles. He's, he's a- like he's like Porzingis if Porzingis was. Way stronger and explosive. Yeah. Well, Porzingis is kind of explosive. Porzingis too. is explosive, but he, Towns is like strength explosive. Yeah, Porzingis yeah, is he's like he, Jimmy Butler has not played well yet this year. He's no. not. That's what I was saying before. He's not. That's why I'm just looking at the stats now. He had 12 points in the game against the Spurs on with 12 points on 12 shots, and then against the Jazz, he had 14 and that's points no Kawhi Leonard shots. too. So he's not getting guarded by yeah, the, the 13 best points on 14 yeah. shots. Like, yeah, low key Spurs, no Kawhi Leonard, still, he, still winning games. He looks like he needs to like. He out. needs to make the transition. Yes, you're right. Onto the team and gel with them because, well, as like Wiggins had a first good game against the Spurs. Towns always having good games. So, but Town Wiggins also Wiggins and Towns played together last year. That's Butler's got to gel. I'm saying when I watch the games, like he's he makes good plays. He does. He's still a good playmaker. He still gets other people involved, but he still is like very undecisive with the ball in his hands of like when he wants to shoot, and he always seems to be shooting it when it's the least optimal time. Like. He'll pass up a good shot for a good Andrew Wiggins shot or a great shot for himself for a good shot for someone else where usually Jimmy Butler is taking the good shot, skipping the great shot. Mm. I think once he kind of mixes those together, he'll be back. Well, like, is that a little just, too passive right now. I mean, like last year, this pro- like a product of last year, he was the like, he was the Bulls guy. Like, he was, yeah, the he, offense was them, and now he's got to figure out, all right, like... You know what I mean? He's got to distribute the ball. He's got a bunch of other playmakers. Around. When do I get mine? When do I get the he, yeah, exactly. He used like, to have to be the guy like, okay, we're up. I need to expand the lead. We're down. I need to get us back. Now he's kind of trying to figure out like, what when exactly am I? When I'm, when, who am I on this team? But that's the thing about great teams is there is no guy. Yeah. It's just. There's always a guy. Well, but, but you're always but, so confident in the next guy. Like, but like no, well, but that's, that's my the point thing is, on the Celtics, they said that when when Rayon and Paul Pierce and yeah. Kevin Garnett were all together. That's my my point is more like there is no guy in terms of like we don't have like Kevin Durant doesn't need to score this basket right now. Jimmy Butler doesn't need to score this basket right now. Carl Anthony Towns doesn't need to score this basket right now. The open man does. Yeah. And once the Timberwolves get that mentality yeah. because they're so talented, they're going to be a fucking force. And wait, I, 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 I got to ask a real question. First off, though. The Warriors, that's the best thing about them, right? Like, isn't that the best thing, though? Like, everyone says about their talent, which is fantastic. Like, Like, the way they play offense and defense is just sound, and it's good, and it's unselfish. It's ridiculous. But my question is, are we worried about the Timberwolves' depth? I really think they struggle here. Think about their backups. Tyus Jones, Jamal Crawford. I think Nemanja Bialica is actually more... Uh, a better fit than Taj Gibson, but whatever. Bielita, and like that's really it, man. They're, they're not running with a very deep team. Georgie Jang, he's almost like a starter or a jace for them. He plays a lot of minutes. 
Like, they're not deep. If I say fuck Jamal Crawford, what, how do you guys respond? I'm, he's, he should be attacked on defense. Every time he's in the game, that man should get the basketball and go right at Jamal Crawford. Yeah. That's exactly how the Jazz beat the Clippers last year yeah. in the playoffs. They, when Jamal Crawford was in the game, they literally just went at him. Whether it was Joe Ingles, like Gordon Hayward, whoever ended up on Jamal just went at him. Once you start getting your ass beat on defense, it's so hard to stay engaged and like yeah. battle. But then, but then confidence isn't there either. Exactly. Against the Jazz the other day when the Timberwolves won by three, I think. In the end of the, of the game, in the fourth quarter, Jamal Crawford dropped like 12 points That's in it. three minutes. So, yeah, let me, let me get in on this. First of all, I don't know who Marcus George Hunt is, Yeah, but you're you're definitely missing somebody. Uh, Shabazz Muhammad. Oh, yeah, totally missing Shabazz so, Muhammad. Shabazz Muhammad, that's a little bit of depth. He's actually like a decent six-man. He, he fills it up off the bench. He was Second of all, in college. Yeah, he was. Tyus Jones. I don't think has, he is. He has looked good this year, though. Yeah. And I, I think I think that's why they were so comfortable giving up uh, Chris Dunn. Because I think... They have confidence. They, they think, think he's. They think he's a. He, they think he's a real backup. They guy. think he's a real. Did, did he get minutes last year? No, like a little bit towards really. the end. Yeah. So that's kind of weird to put that many egg, like eggs in that basket. Or was this just like a pleasant? Well, surprise? they don't really have the choice now with it with all the money, you know, being spread out between Jeff Teague and Jimmy Butler this year. You know, yeah. so. and even Wiggins got that new big contract for one hundred and seventy. Yeah. And they need to save up to pay Towns. And but but actually, Towns. Cole Aldrich, Cole Aldrich as your third center. Um... They have that rookie guy, Justin Patton, so he's, like, not even, in my opinion, I don't even count him. Uh, Nemanja Belica was a starter last year really for a good yeah. amount of time. He could shoot, he could stretch the floor. He really can shoot it. Um, Shabazz Muhammad is a good rebounder, can kind of shoot, and just is always willing to try to get a bucket. If nothing else, he's an athlete, so I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm bought in on the Timberwolves. I think they once... They just signed him, right? Yeah. Once, once they figure it out, they're good. I hear you. They're good. All right, well, I guess we should start this thing, right? I thought we oh, kind of did. I was yeah, going to ask, so I was just going. But, yeah, no, we're, we're, we've been rolling for like f- probably 13 minutes already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll go back and change it, but this is going to be Outsiders. We're here. We're actually in person today, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 finally. Oh, my goodness. So the four of us, same alma mater, College of New Jersey, shout out. Shout out. Gang, gang. Homecoming Saturday brings the Outsiders together to do their first in-person podcast. I've done an in-person podcast with Frank and Duff, obviously, many times. Bad. Yeah. You're in the room, bro. I'm here. You, you're well, an outsider. I love the in-person vibe. It's way easier to talk. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And like not worrying about... Is, is, yeah, yeah, I was going to talk. Who's going to... Fuck that. I we have so many wait, awkward no. silences. <laughs> no, wait, no, wait. You, so you, you, you can go. No, you can go. I just went first last time. It's a little, a little house cleaning, though. NBA Outsiders podcast. A sports blog, New York podcast. right? So it's on that feed. It's on the SBNY feed. We will be starting the Outsiders feed... Uh, relatively soon, and then we'll probably run some, what is it, parallel episodes. They'll be on both feeds, and then we'll transfer it all over to its own thing. But uh, for now, thank you for tuning in to every Outsiders uh, episode. We appreciate every freaking listener. Shout out you. Shout out, shout out you listening right now. Shout out Outsiders. Hell yeah, everybody's an outsider. We love the NBA. It's actually Sunday at about 2 o'clock right now, and in the room we are, we have 2K on one screen. We had NBA League Pass rerun <laughs> on another screen, and it's the middle of football. Yeah. And we're just like, yeah. I have no idea. The Timberwolves, though. I have, yeah, I have no idea who's playing. I actually don't either. I don't know if I set my lineup for fantasy, but you know what? Set my basketball fantasy. I don't give a fart. I'm beating that I don't give a fart. Oh, wait, actually, Pete's winning. So you, you find it okay to just say fuck in the open like 10 times, but now you, <laughs> now that we said it's the NBA Outsiders podcast, you don't give a fart? Uh, I feel like, yeah, I feel like it was more comical. With a fart, so, you know. 
I gave that shot. He just shot. doesn't give a shoot. <laughs> no shoots given on this podcast. <laughs> Only shoots at the hoop. <laughs> shoot or shoot. So today we talked about Timberwolves a little bit already. We're going to talk more about that, I'm sure. But what we're also going to do on this episode of the Outsiders Podcast is each state a first week overreaction that we think maybe has some weight or maybe we think people need to chill the hell out. Uh, I don't know what you guys are going to bring up. I think Frank announced what his is earlier. Uh, but we'll get to that in a minute. First off, I need to go to one of the local teams for where we are right now. We're in Ewing, New Jersey. Shout out Ewing, New Jersey. <laughs> the Philadelphia 76ers are kind of the local team around these parts. Justin Babb. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Enters the conversation here. So the Sixers are defeated right now. Yeah. No dubs on the table for the Sixers. And Beats played two games, stat the last one. Um, Simmons doing okay, putting some stats up, making some plays. Simmons is doing well, yeah. I, I'm going to guess that you're not really that worried. You're just a little disappointed right now. Yeah, that's... But, but give us a pulse on Sixer Nation with the Sixers start. Dude, that's a good way to describe it. Like, it's disappointing that we're 0-3 right now, but nah, I'm really not worried because, I don't know, Embiid, like you said, he's only played one game, or two games, sat out the one game, played like shit in the game I went to, the opening night game. And, like, everyone's still so excited. They still have a ton of talent, and, like, they just kind of figure some stuff out. I don't know. They are really young. It's the first time all of them, all of them have been on the court together. We finally got like our core pieces, but definitely not worried. I yeah. mean, and it's still excited. They're not just a little disappointing to be on three, but they, they play tough teams too. They play like some of the top teams in the East. They play the Wizards. They play the Celtics. And then they play the Raptors. Three so, teams they should lose to. Exactly. They played very tough teams. Like I, I think besides with the exception of the game last night against the Raptors, they played both those teams tough, the Wizards and the Celtics, and those are good teams. They played them down to the fourth quarter, like, not worried. I'm definitely not worried. You guys could have had that game out. against the Wizards, too. Definitely. Could've Absolutely. That, Kelly that, was, that was an electric game. game. Kelly Oubre. Yeah, that like, put-back dunk. He went I was off. In, that put-back dunk was the coolest dunk I've seen all season. Yeah, I, was, like, I was watching the Sixers game against the the Wizards on a rerun. When we yeah, were yeah. Because I recorded it because I was playing basketball. Shout out basketball. And then <laughs> I was <laughs> and then we had our basketball fantasy draft after that. Shout, shout, shout out basketball again. <laughs> and you were watching. And I was watching the Sixers, the, pro- the process opening game yeah. as I, I recorded it because I didn't want to miss it. And I was just watching it. And Uber like stuck out. Kind of in the background. Yeah, I was like, I, I said to Bell, I was like, I'm not paying as much attention as I should because we were drafting. But I feel like every time I look up, Kelly Oubre is doing something good. He he killed it. Yeah, he did really he well. Really, he can shoot it. And also, uh, let's do one more shout-out. Shout-out League Pass. Shout-out League yeah. Pass. Yeah, I mean, don't, they don't pay us any money, but if they want to, yeah. shout-out League Pass. Out. <laughs> we'll wet the beak. We'll wet that beak. That's what I'm saying. Uh, it's been real fun. I love that you can do radio broadcasts. So we were talking about this before we were actually recording. Or maybe we, it was in the cold open. It I don't might even, have been. I don't even know at this point. We haven't obviously edited this thing yet. Uh, I was listening to basketball on the radio. I forget what game at the moment. But I switched back then to the Yankees radio broadcast. And listening to the sports on radio, you really kind of get a feel for how many things are just happening in the game. Basketball's like, I think it was a, nug- <laughs> it was a Nuggets game too. So it's like, Jokic, Jokic to Barton, to Murray, blah, 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 and it's up and down and up and down and up and down. And then it's back to the Yankees and John Sterling's like, well, I fucking hate that well Susan. So much dead air in baseball. Here right. comes Aaron Judge, yeah. and now let's wait for three minutes while he takes for the first six pitches. Yeah. Fouls one off, and now it's eight minutes later. <laughs> oh, and he walked. <laughs> oh, okay. It's. I mean, they're both hard in their own respect. Like, 
you got to have something to talk about if you're going to. Yeah, I would, I would say baseball oh, yeah, I'm not saying, is harder to yeah. announce. I'm not yeah, saying no, no, they I know do a bad right. job. Yeah. I'm just saying the amount of action. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, 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 like, standpoint, like, they're like the, the horse race guys, but for like 48 minutes. I've done play-by-play play on a low level for football, baseball, and basketball. And basketball is extremely challenging to allow your color guy to talk sometimes. Because yeah. like, there's, sometimes there's no breaks in action. And if you're doing it on a radio especially, we have to describe exactly what's going on. Yeah. Your color guy's trying to say something about you know, Steph Curry's free throw appearances. And you're like, in the back, Kevin Durant. Well, and that's why I was telling that's you. Kevin Durant catches I, a lot from half court. <laughs> I think I told you. I definitely told you. You were here about the refs on the night. Like, oh, yeah. We came away and we like literally talking to my dad and our other friend Larry. I was like... He, they, they said it too it felt like a preseason game like it wasn't that enjoyable of a game because there was so much stoppage of time like there was so many times where we just weren't watching anything what did you but say there were 50 fouls 54 54 54, 54 fouls. Foul, whistles blown fouls called yeah like it was and what's the average 24.6 24.6 fouls per game and yeah, that game at 54, 54 like, shoot me Everything that makes sense, both you know. Ways. Outlier. It's early in the year, and these refs have all these new, new points of emphasis on, yeah. uh, on calling. We were talking travels. About yeah, yeah, there was so a lot many of, travels. Yeah, so many travels. The, on like, uh, on like the euro screens. step, on like the euro step that they do, like a couple times the other night, they were doing the euro step, and like a lot of times you see players get away with it. They were calling it. By the way, every time. Joel Embiid tried to do this oh euro step. Oh my god, it was terrible. Two nights ago, he tried to do like the hesitation, mm-hmm. Harden, like slow <laughs> hezzy. And then Eurostep, and he took like 18 yeah, steps. He took like, <laughs> he took like legit five steps. He, he looked horrible. He, he picked up the ball, <laughs> did a hesitation like, like a pit, pitter-patter, yeah. like four steps, chopping and then feet. did two giant Euros. <laughs> He's chopping them up. Yeah, no, that was funny. So, he, he looked horrible the other day, but that was funny. Let's keep this thing moving. Um, so we're just going to do our, our four first week overreactions, things that you see on Twitter. You're like, all right, dude, relax. It's game one. Yeah. So, or you see something like, all right, the Warriors are not actually in trouble. But speaking of that, I know what Frank's choice is for week one overreaction that we're going to try to find the truth in. Frank, week what's one yours? Overreaction, I mean, Warriors one and two. Uh, are they not the best team in the West? Um, I don't know. Yes, they are. Um, <laughs> we, I mean, we kind of talked about it earlier. Um, obviously, they're not the team that they are without all four of their superstars. But, um, I think if either Steph, Clay, or Durant goes down, that team still chugs on, still still balls out. But once Draymond goes down, that team has serious questions to answer. He's the heart and soul they, of that team. Yeah, he's the heart and soul. He um he's been making more plays this for this team this year. Like he's just been allotted more playmaking. Um he's still their anchor on defense. He's still the guy who allows them to play small at such a high level. So um you saw it in the Rockets game once he went down. They did not compete really. James Harden had his way with them after that. So um, yeah, I mean, overreaction. They're done, but slight. I mean, a slight hot take. Draymond Green MVP of the Warriors. I don't know if that's hot. I think that was maybe hot yeah. like a year and a half ago. Yeah. But it's definitely reasonable. It's definitely yeah. like makes sense. It's he's really like white. Right. He's like the engine of that team that yeah. makes him go. Like he doesn't do the flashy stuff that like Steph pulling up from half court or yeah. whatever. Like, but he allows them like he was a big part of the first finals they won like when they were doubling Steph on the pick and rolls and they just passed a Draymond and let him make decisions he did really he was a big reason they won that finals 
He's and always, also his defense he's is, always is like the best player on the other team. You can't is, you can't replace his defense yeah. unless you have like Kawhi Leonard or like someone else who's also in the conversation for defensive player of the year. Right. Who can guard one through five. Unless Iggy be Kawhi. Unless Iggy loses ten years of miles. Yeah. On his, on his on his knees and legs and everything. Yeah. Like because then he could be that guy, but he could be that time for stretches now. Yeah. Like, he can't do it like Draymond. Yeah, no, he can't do Wait, it. Wait, also Sorry. shout out Mike D'Antoni for throwing shade. At the Warriors after game one, Rockets win what, like oh, 122, 121 or something yeah, like that? He said apparently point. defense doesn't matter to them either. Yeah. yeah, he goes, everyone says we don't care about defense. Apparently they don't either. He dropped some fire right there. Love it. <laughs> yeah, I like how Mike D'Antoni is just going straight at the Warriors. Like, he's jumping right in the fire. He knows that's the team. Like, that's how his the Rockets are going to be judged this year is how Against they them. do compared to the Warriors. Yep. And before we move on, I want to post something to all you guys about the Warriors, right? So everyone says the NBA's ruined. The Warriors are going to win the next four finals. There's already been to three. And, like, I really get that. It just bothers me because people forget what goes into having a whole season of winning and then doing it four, five, six, seven years in a row. Like, that doesn't exist mm-hmm. unless it was the Lakers and Celtics in those runs mm-hmm. where they didn't both make the finals every year. One of them one, just made it. One of them, eight out of ten years or yeah. something like that? But like, even still, so those other years where the Celtics didn't make it, the Lakers, are. the Lakers were in it and vice versa. But the Lakers and Celtics both were in eight finals in a row. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when I look at the Warriors right now, and I think about their fourth season of now, crazy hype, championship expectation, mixed in a 73 crazy up and down year where they were just winning everything. The record, the record, the record, lose the championship. That's wear and tear on like the hearts and souls of those guys, you know? Like I think there's a point, and you're gonna see it at points this year, where you're gonna be like, damn, these guys just don't look as locked in. Yeah, yeah. they look bored. Right, they you know? Bored. And is that it's wrong? Hard to maintain no. that edge. But it, it, it does open a possibility for slip ups at the wrong times. Yeah. So like I'm not saying the Warriors are gonna lose this year or not make the finals. Like I still think they are. But it's something to really like They're gonna get caught in the to focus on hundred percent because all these teams are going to come out with like they get not the, not 100%, 150%. This is like you said this is the measuring stick. You you when everybody you wants to, to see where they measure up on the stick. Am I, you know, am I as big as that guy? Yeah. Pretty much like they're all going to give the Warriors their best and like they the, look bored. It's going to bite them in the ass. Yeah, they're gonna, in terms gonna of regular season games. record, but like we know that team has it figured out. We know that they know how to play with each other at a high level. Um and when playoff time comes around it's yeah, the it's same like, thing that, that was happening to the Cavs. Like towards yeah. the end of the regular season, they would lose some games, and like that was that was really bad. They were the worst. Scenario. Yeah, they were the worst defensive team in the NBA. Yeah. for like a sh- but while. the thing about being those teams is you just have it on your schedule. Oh, we're going to play the Kings tonight, or the Lakers, or the Pelicans, whatever. But then like. Every time the King, when the Kings play, like oh Warriors tonight, we got to get up for that game. Yeah. Like, you, it's not you're just not getting a game. You're getting everyone's best game. Yeah, and think Every about eighty-two times a year. So they just lost to the Grizzlies on Saturday night by kind of handily. I mean, Marcus All had thirty-four points. He got to the free throw line seventeen times. But I found my man. That's what I'm saying. I think he had fourteen boards. I think yeah. Mike Conley only had maybe ten point seven assists, and they still beat the Warriors. It's kind of crazy. Because yeah. a good point guard knows when to delegate. Hey. Shout out Mike Conley. <laughs> actually bad. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. Uh, let's keep this thing moving. So we're not actually worried about the Warriors, but there's some things to, to pay attention yeah. to with them. A little it's, slip over, up. it's not reactions. They're overreactions. Yeah, these are overreactions for a reason. We're telling people to chill out, even though I think people are smart enough to not really freak out about the Warriors yeah, yet, right? But it's, that was just the easy one. They were started one and two. Who saw that coming? Yeah. Point me the man who saw that coming. <laughs> and I'll point you out a fucking liar. Uh. <laughs> Well, that's good stuff. This is NBA Outsiders Podcast. I feel like we need to do more cleanup. 
uh, since we didn't really do a true intro today. Uh, I'm Pete. We're here with Duff, Bab, and Frank. First in-person podcast of the NBA Outsiders. Uh, if you like what you've been hearing, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, the SBNY Sports Blog New York podcast. Soon to be two separate entities for now, still one. But rate and review this fine program on iTunes, Apple Podcasts app. Tell us what you think. If you like the NBA Outsiders, it would mean the world to us if you give us a little shout-out. Uh, that'll just make us more excited to start our own little feed. Right, Frank? Yeah, you won't. You, you oh, won't. Oh, you're telling them they won't, though. I'm telling them they won't, though. We'll see if they prove you wrong. <laughs> yeah, they psychology. Yeah. Now you gotta do it. <laughs> and uh, we got some Duffers, Frank, coming up hopefully at one point today. Uh, right now, you guys have been hanging out pretty good. You know, you're getting along. Yeah, but Frank, Frank and I, we're, we're friends. Don't get it twisted. I love Frank. But he has a lot of bad takes. He comes to bachelor. <laughs> and sometimes it. I gotta help him out. That's all it is. We just, we just gotta speak the truth. What comes to the heart. We speak it on the NBA Outsiders podcast. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Let's move on. So, Duff, you got your overreaction ready? Yeah, I think so. All right. Um, Take the floor, brother. First overreaction, Patrick Beverly still definitely first team on defense. I, wait, I just want to talk. That's not my re- overreaction, but okay. I, I have the floor, and I really want to talk about that. Okay. Um, Patrick Beverly just baptizing Alonzo Ball. Wait, would you like me to do mine since mine ties into that in a uh, way? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Okay, so you can start it off with the P-Bev angle on this, mm-hmm. but my... Overreaction is shut up. Lonzo Ball played one game and then dropped almost a triple double the next night. Yeah, every on the Suns, though. every but, but still, he I went love from my sons. he went from it's locked up on like the best defensive point guard yeah. to you know unleashed on a horrible defensive team. So he's right in the middle. He's probably gonna yeah. He's right in the middle. Thank you, Frank. He's right there. Like he's gonna be fine in some games. He's gonna struggle. He's gonna get pushed around by physical dudes. Yeah. I mean, he's a freaking nineteen year old rookie in his first yeah. game yeah. against Patrick Beverly, and he's bro. got a target on his back. Yeah, 100%. 100%. he's like the Warriors in a single yes. player. Like yes. Everyone's going at their best. And that's, they know that too because Lavar said, "I know, I know that." Like, because someone asked him, he's like, "Oh, are you worried that he, you know, you're making it tougher on him? He's getting everyone's best competition every night because you're you're talking so much about it." And he goes, "I I know. Like, how is he supposed to get better? It's going to make him better in the long yeah. run. It's going to make him better in the long run. Like, and he's already going to be a really good player. Any of like, you guys, little he's, brothers? He's got the juice. I am so a little brother." Saying. Who's I'm a little, who's a little right. brother in this room? I think everyone but Bab, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm older. So somehow, little brother, not not a syndrome. I guess I was gonna say little brother syndrome. That's not the right word. But the little brother bring up is you play sports with your older brother's mm-hmm. friends, mm-hmm. and even if you get abused a little bit, then you go play against your friends, and you're like, These kids are soft as hell. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, it, like getting your you know? getting your ass beat makes you want to be better. Cause you're like, fuck that. I don't I don't, I don't want to suck. I don't want to get my ass beat, get embarrassed. I I need to be better. I used to. What you're talking about? Not in sports because my brother was eight years older than me, so I didn't play. And your brother was like a college basketball player. Yeah. <laughs> so, but like in video games, I used to get my ass beat day after day after day, and then finally I would just get better like that. Dude, and Patrick Beverly didn't just beat him like physically and on the court. Like he, he tore him up mentally too. Yeah. Like he yeah, was he's saying up, he's just stomping around the court, just f- making sure everyone in the stadium yeah. remembered that he's yeah. first team. If you got time. you guys uh, fans of Curb Your Enthusiasm, yeah, you know Leon. Watch a couple episodes. Yeah, you, you ever see the, the episode Is that where? Yeah, when he when uh, Larry loses his Joe DiMaggio jersey and he tells him that he's got to go into the the laundromat, he's got to open up the asshole, spray paint his name on the inside, and, and leave it open on his way out. That's what Patrick Beverly did. <laughs> That's what Patrick Beverly did. Now. He spray painted his name all over the floor, everywhere. Yeah. Gave the finger and left the door open on the way out. Left <laughs> the door. Open. But but back to the other point of people just getting better, being thrown into the fire. Uh, I recently heard a story about. Rookie Andre Gudala, who was not a good defender, just like a freak athlete who was known for 
dominating inside in high school and college. And dunks. And, uh, yeah, pretty much. And night in, night out, when Allen Iverson did show up to practice, you know, <laughs> we talking about practice, mm-hmm. he was guarding Allen Iverson every day and getting torched, like, consistently, day after day. And after a while, he started to pick up on one of the best ball handler in the games, at, like, ever, moves. So it kind of just... Made him accustomed to playing against such a high level that yeah. playing against well, other the best guys was ever, easy. Ever. Was easy. So now we look at Andre Iguodala. Yeah, he's a little bit old, but he's still he's a good defender. He's yeah. still a great defender. He became one, one of the best, best perimeter defenders in the league. Yeah, and he Maybe, wasn't when he, he was old, like, like the Sixers. Like wait, 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 wait. My man won an MVP yeah. for yeah. holding LeBron to a triple double in yeah. like the yeah. finals. Like, are you kidding me? The MVP of the last finals, seven finals, has either been LeBron James or the guy guarding LeBron. Legit. That's crazy. That's that is crazy. crazy. Legit. Legit. LeBron. Hot take. LeBron's done. Um, <laughs> LeBron James done. So I wanted to bring this up and, and shout out. Uh, shout out me real quick. Low key. Low key. Low key. Humble brag. Yeah. Low key. Pat on the on the back for my myself right here. Uh, I tweeted after Lonzo's first game. I said Lonzo has done this at each level as a pro. Summer league preseason and now regular. Very tentative game one. Almost a feel out game. Now, I watched his first summer league game. I watched his first preseason game because they were pretty hyped events, right? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's watching this kid. Everybody's watching Lonzo Ball, whether you like it or not. He's bringing eyeballs to the NBA right now. He struggled in his first summer league game against all crap rookies who probably aren't on a roster right now. That's true. Right? And then game two, he went from three points. He scored nine. Had a couple more assists. Made a three. And then all of a sudden, he's getting a triple-double in the the summer league. Preseason, first game. Struggled. Wasn't hitting his shots. Second, third game. Okay, now Alonzo can play again. Figured out. He was playing against Patrick Beverly game one, yeah. like all eyes and hate play, on him from the Clippers. They were playing against a playoff team. Yeah. That's as a, tough as a playoff get team. for him this year. Yeah. Well, you know. Well, I mean, they're rel- going to make the playoffs. Yeah. And he's going against one of the best defenders in the game. So... It, and it is a playoff team, like all around, just a good team. But maybe and, if you're if you're Lonzo, maybe uh, some big scary shot blockers by the rim might send him the wrong way at some point yeah, this Rudy year. Gobert, when yeah. he plays the Jazz, for I mean, real. He, he, but the, the Clippers have that as well. DeAndre oh, DeAndre Jordan. Jordan, true. Who had like thirty rebounds? In that yeah, game. he had twenty four. What the fuck? Twenty four rebounds. Yeah, that was crazy. So Lonzo Ball game two, by the way, twenty nine points, eleven rebounds, nine assists. Not, not too shabby. The Suns do stink. But Lonzo Boy is going to be fun. He's going to be a lot of fun. We, we will not trash the Suns on this or any other program. Those are my sons. The You're Suns bad. are my sons. <laughs> I honestly my don't, sons, the sons. Like, I don't understand their coaching situation either. Like, Is Earl Watson a, play, a player developer? Or, I don't have any Or did clue. they just give him a job because he used to play for them? Which is kind of like what I think. See, so yeah, I feel like a lot of my coaching uh, opinions, guys who I don't really actually know, I'll hear like one or two things randomly and just make an opinion off this guy. Like, I don't actually know how he coaches. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've heard like Zach Lowe be like, oh, I love Earl Watson. What a good dude, like basketball guy. Yeah, but you know, and I'm like, like, oh, Zach Lowe's cool. I like Earl Watson. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know shit about it's Earl Watson. Like, everybody, everybody like assumes Ty Lue's a good coach. Like, I'm still out, I'm still out on that one. Like, he just has uh, LeBron. Yeah, it was weird when you said coaching LeBron is the hardest. Job in the NBA, it is because you're yeah, not. Co- what, a, what a fucking you're a, great problem. To you're have. a figurehead because you're not the coach. You're a figure. You have to figure out how to look like the man in power, but not actually be him. But you can still get blamed if you're wrong. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's sure. like, yeah. That's how it is in you the NBA, like though. The saying is, point. players win, coaches lose, and that's right. how it is in sports. Wow, that was some deep shit. I never heard that before. Yeah. There's a shout out the movie Eddie with Whoopi Goldberg about the Knicks. Oh wow. Classic right yeah. there. Whoopi, Whoopi, shout out. Hope she's listening. A lot of good shout outs. We know, so far, we know you're listening. Whoopi, thank you. Oh <laughs> uh, wait, the Suns. No, what was I gonna say? You, you were talking about ball. Twenty nine, eleven, yeah. nine. That was pretty cool. You did a good the job, coach. You did a good job. 
Oh, I was gonna say this, Eric Spolstra. When oh, yeah. when did he become a good coach? When LeBron yeah, left, left and the Heat were still pretty good. Like, yeah, Eric yeah, Spolstra yeah. can coach. He, 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 <laughs> who won Coach of the Year last year in the East or in the yeah in the league? In the so, league. I think it's yeah. just the league award. Is it Brad Stevens? No. Was it? It was Mike D'Antoni. Oh yeah, it was definitely Mike okay. D'Antoni. Because a lot of people t- were talking about Spolstra because they ended the year like thirty and eleven. I think if they made the playoffs, he would have. He might have yes, got it. I agree with you. Might have got it. All but right. I, th- I think this year you might get it too. Like him, him and Stevens are like the odds off. Too. So did him coaching LeBron make him a better coach? I'm sure LeBron taught him a few. I mean, wasn't <laughs> straight wasn't up? He, he was a rookie coach when LeBron got yeah. there, right? I mean, if you look at Tyler, straight up looking at though, Spo yes. has made like a bunch of guys better low key. Yeah, like uh, James Johnson. Mm-hmm. Guy's kind of like a meddling NBA player. Everywhere else goes to them, and he's like a, almost a primary scoring option. He's a good now. wing, good player. Uh, Dion Waiters couldn't figure it out anywhere else. Seems to have figured out down in Miami. And Goran Dragic, Hassan Whiteside, who was bounced around. He was in Europe for a he while. He was in China. That's what I'm saying. Was he in China? No, I, I think he was China. Yeah, I don't know. He was overseas. Was not America. He was overseas. Somewhere. Comes back, Spo finds spot for him. Makes yeah, him I mean, they also just run a good program in Miami. I mean, I've heard people Pat talk Ryan's about... Stop hating on Spo. No, I love Spo, Give him man. credit right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Give him credit right now. Spo's good. Spo's good. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently in Miami, they run a really strict program where, like, they, they have to weigh in for the training staff every really? week. Like, they're not... They, their body fats are being checked. Pat Riley's is, like, a dictator. Dude. Yeah, man. They run they run a tight ship down there. Well, so, you know, they have though. great amenities as a franchise, apparently. Like, everyone loves playing, like, all the stuff they do for them. Uh, no income tax, obviously. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, no income tax. But then, they're also running a strict program, so go for the heat. Uh, but, Duff, let's go back to you. Oh, yeah. To bring up your actual overreaction since I stole your thumb. So, overreaction... Um, I'm gonna go with... Jimmy Butler being bad on the Timberwolves. We were talking about this a little bit in the open. Who knows if it's going to be in the show or not. But uh, we, were, we saw he had like 12 points in the first game on 12 shots. He was 5 for 12. And then the second game, I think he had 13 points on 14 shots. Or 14 points on 13 shots. And only made five buckets. So it doesn't look like he's gelling yet. And we'll see. Because this is a big debate amongst us. Pete is on an island that Jimmy Butler... I, I don't know which side of the fence I land on, but Jimmy Butler, who's better, him or Carl Towns? Yeah. So let's, let's pose that question right now. Yeah. NBA outside our listeners, SBNY listeners. So that's Who, that's my overreaction, I is that Carl Towns is now better than Jimmy Butler. That's our next poll. I'm going to do it. Okay. We'll put this on a poll. We'll put it up. But tell us what you think. Uh, who's the best player on the Timberwolves? However you want to interpret that, right? So we're trying to break down what does better mean, right? If you want to talk about statistics, that's fine. If you want to talk about eye test impact, that's fine. Yeah. We're, we're taking pieces from everywhere. I want, even if it's just your personal opinion and you don't really know how you back it up, but this is just how you feel, share that. Just shit. say it, yeah. yeah. Share that shit. Just say this what you is, think. This is a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> the outside is a safe space. Safe space. Unless Forever you say like Andrew Wiggins, because then we're really Yeah, and then, and then you're gone. <laughs> we're going to find yeah. you. Yeah. But he had a good, he had a really good first game, Andrew yeah. Wiggins. It he's, was like he's very efficient, mode. and but then the second game it was like twenty one points, nineteen shots, like typical Andrew Wiggins. You know what Andrew Wiggins is? They won. Though. He's similar to everybody in the league in the sense that he's obviously a better catch and shoot three than off the dribble, uh-huh. right? But Andrew Wiggins has a huge, drastic—that's the same word—huge and drastic difference between his catch and shoot versus his off the dribble. He's like twenty seven percent off the dribble. But he takes them, mm-hmm. and he's like forty percent catch and shoot, you know. So like, bounce it out. Don't take as many off the dribble. I don't know, but that's pretty egregious. So he's a yeah. good shooter in the right situations. Yeah. 
Um, he just signed that big contract too, so hopefully he locks it down on defense. Now, now I'm also I think confused. he's he's taking a lot of shots. I think it's I think it's in his head that he's got to earn this money, which is not a bad mentality. He's got to figure out the right way to harness that uh, focus or energy. Also, I'm having a weird moment right now where I'm trying to remember what we were talking about in the open because we didn't do like a real intro. So what's gonna make it? We don't know. Yeah. So we talked about this a lot in the open, I guess, right? Yeah. So it'll be in there. Maybe. And I sure. feel like Wiggins is like... I guess, now, I guess now we have to put it in. Yeah, it's in. It just officially made the cut. I've watched a lot of young players over the last like, couple of years. I feel like the hardest thing for a young player is, like, developing that, like, mental toughness and just, like, confidence. Like, there's a lot of good young players, but, like, like you watch, like, Giannis, when he came into the league, he probably had a similar skill set, but, like, when you get that confidence, you, like, take it into the net, you take the contact, but, like, when you're a young player, you just, like... You don't have that mental edge, and, like, you develop that. And mm-hmm. I feel like he's finally getting that, like, Wiggins. I don't know if we were even talking By the way, did you just open a blind into your overreaction by bringing up somebody? No, it's just kind of going off the... Because you mentioned Giannis, and goddamn, is that guy good. Oh, uh, yeah. Beast, yeah. Yo, wait, See, uh, real quick, I just got a notification on my... How can you overreact to him? Like, no reaction is big enough. He's so good. Like Real quick, I got a notification on my phone um, that... Kyrie Irving was fined twenty five thousand dollars for yelling something at a fan yeah, in yeah. Philly. Yeah, what, saying, what was that? Did you, did you see the, any of that during the game? Like, they were saying it? where it was when he was leaving. Where's LeBron? The they were saying where's LeBron to him? Like every time he got the ball, he was being booed. And then I think he flipped somebody off. He said, "Fuck like, you, bitch." Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yep. What the fuck? Why does Philly hate Kyrie Irving? I don't know. It Yo, was no, really no, surprising. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Philly just a shit talking. <laughs> Philly just yeah. mad. It was really surprising to me the amount of boost he got as soon as he touched the ball. I was like, what the fuck did he do to us? Like, Yo, but I did it. I was like, all right. <laughs> Shout out Philly just for always trolling and just being pricks. Like, Big really, mob mentality. Big time <laughs> shit talkers, man. Big time. All the time shit talking city. And Bab, you don't fit that mold at all. You're kind of like a fun loving guy. You're but just... like when they did it, like you get caught up and I'm like, yeah. Like, yeah, no, I actually do that too. I was watching the game on TV I was watching the baseball game yesterday and they booed something I wasn't even watching it and I just started booing and I turned around like what am I booing yeah. <laughs> you, just bought, you just joined booing yeah. like, if someone's getting booed it's always fun to boo that and right? I guess the majority of people in Philly are like that so it just sucks you in like when you're at the yeah. game so one, one guy's just like fuck you Kyrie yeah. Yeah, what was and then like, all of Philly <laughs> Kyrie what? checks his mentions on Twitter he's like damn yeah, I yeah. Philly hates me <laughs> like what? He's from. He's not far. He he's grew from, up like he's from Jersey. Jersey. He's yeah. from North like, Jersey, though. That's not a Philly place. <laughs> yeah, he grew up we, by me. If you're not from the New York metro area, that's not the right word. New York uh, tri-state area. How about that? Sure. Uh, you don't maybe understand the Jersey split. Like North Jersey is New York, and mm-hmm. South Jersey is Philly, and mm-hmm. it's different people, different mentalities. Uh, so North Jersey, where Kyrie from, is Nick Town. That is Nick and Net Town. North Jersey is where you want to be. South Jersey is a terrible place. <laughs> I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna, <laughs> no shout out South Jersey. <laughs> no shout out South Jersey at all. They do get one thing right though. It is pork roll. Like Taylor Ham is a, is a brand of pork yeah, roll. Yeah, they, they they do pork roll, but they don't do it right because it needs to be Taylor. I've Hamm. actually so you're seen... discounting all other brands of pork roll. I'm, right? actually... I'm not discounting. I'm still gonna eat it, but like. It's not as good as Taylor yeah, Ham. Yeah, but you can't call any pork roll Taylor Ham unless you know that it's Taylor Ham. Otherwise, you're just a liar. That's true. Yeah. But yo, I've actually. No, I'm, I'm telling. I'm letting. I'm letting them know that they need to switch to Taylor Ham. Well, if they're I'm, not calling it Taylor Ham, they're fucking up. I'm about to put everybody on blast and shout out Bab too because people from the PA Philly area call Reese's like Reese's peanut butter cups Reese's. Reese's. Yeah. Fuck that. that. It's so. It's just wrong, man. <laughs> no. There was not named. There was not no guy named Reese. 
who, who made cups. There was a guy named Reese. They're his cups. Reese's, Reese's. cups. Now, Reese's Very simple like, grammar. It's Reese's. Just going back what? to that. You say you're one of those? Yeah. You're a Reese's guy? Dude, Reese's? and he says like, oh my he says, God. He, d- say the Jacksonville Jaguars. What? Jaguars? Yeah, the Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> like an Esquire? Like a Jaguar. Yeah. Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, that like hurts God. my mouth to say. Boy, yo, yo. Philly's quick, on Quick blast South right Jersey now. shout out. I actually know a kid who got punched in the face for saying fuck South Jersey. So, bat, uh, Duff, you might have a target on your back right now. <laughs> Good. <laughs> the hit's out on Duff, yo. Like the only time someone's ever got South Jersey, don't at me. The only time someone's ever got me that Reese's thing where it made sense, it was like, well, then what are these? And it was Reese's Pieces. Like, Reese's no. pieces. They're like it's Reese's pieces. I was like, no, it's Reese's pieces. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. You say pieces. Yo, let me Reese's. let me get a couple pieces of that pizza. <laughs> let me let me not only say the one word wrong. Let me now change this other word and make that one wrong. It's Reese's pieces. Baby. <laughs> People who say Reese's are out. They're not. You're not allowed on this podcast. Sub- subhuman at this point. Oh like, can goodness. we can we say that? That's that's my overreaction of the week. You say Reese's, you're subhuman. Yeah, you don't count. You don't count. You don't you're count in the census. You shouldn't be allowed to vote. Yeah. <laughs> Suffrage on people who say Reese's. <laughs> That's what we need in America. Uh, oh my goodness. Uh, so where where were we? we got did Bab yeah, yeah. even do his overreaction? I don't think so. No, right. Bab, how about that? Let's go back. This is the NBA Outsiders podcast. Frank, Bab, Pete, and Duff. We no usually talk order. about basketball. Swear, <laughs> swear to God. We do that from time to time. But no specific order. Bab, Frank, Duff, and Pete. Yeah. Right? There you go. Yeah. Those are the four of us. We're here. It's SBNY Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. The hit whole us, nine. Hit us with that reaction. Let okay. us get, let's get back on track here, though. Yeah. Right. Fuck us up, fam. What do you got for us? My overreaction of the first week is that the Rockets are true contenders in the West. I don't... I think Chris Paul is past his prime. He's breaking down already. We're one game into the season, and he's week uh, to week right now. I, I don't know how injured he actually is, because I think... He's week to week. I like, think that's... I think that was James... He might be, like, a little tweak, but, week like... Week to week means, like, he's getting old. We don't know when he can really play. Right, James, he's sore I think, all the time. I think it's because he had such a bad first game against the he's, Warriors. He's embarrassed? And that... No, no. James he's Harden was the one who life? said that he was hurt. Chris Paul didn't say it. James Harden was like, yeah, he's been battling a knee issue, blah, blah, blah. And, like, I'm not saying that's not true, but I think that was partially him trying to control the narrative. Instead of the story being, Chris Paul can't figure it out with the Rockets, it's the Rockets won, Chris Paul's a little banged up. Yeah. yeah. So, wait. He's, do you think Chris Paul's the type of guy? Because I think he very well might be this guy who doesn't say if he's hurt and just plays. I think most guys are like that. I think some guys more than others, but Chris who is Paul it? Who might is it? definitely John be that Wall. guy. Chris Paul sits John out Wall, yes. John Wall just said he, he okay. hates that the league is, like... Soft. We're like soft now. He was like yeah. when when players will literally say they're injured with anything. Like they'll yeah, be no, like, oh, he, I have tendonitis. Ten, yeah, he said yeah. knee tendonitis is the biggest bullshit he's ever heard. Yeah, he yeah. said that. Not word Not, for yeah, word, yeah, but yeah, like but pretty much. Like, this is a joke. No, 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 word for word, verbatim. Verbatim. That's you have knee tendonitis. You're fucking dead. He called, don't at us at John Wall. <laughs> <laughs> he called it the era of rest. He said yep. just players just want to just sit. Jeff Van Gundy and Doris Burke were talking about that in the Sixers Wizards game. Really? And they were like. We were talking about this because I watched it after you. Yeah. And um, what did Jeff say? He goes, "Oh, Doris was talking about how he, you know, John John Wall just wants to play every night. Mm. He loves the game. Like he's always out there. That's one thing you rely on him. Like say what you will about Bradley Beal, but John Wall's always out there. And he's battled through like whatever injuries, blah blah blah. And then Jeff Van Gundy's like, and that's I think this is so bizarre. And like the era they were talking about. Yeah, that. we're talking yeah. about it's like. Now we're in the era of rest for basketball, and it's weird that we're like applauding a player for actually playing every game. So, like, what what are you saying? What were you saying about Chris Paul? Is he a guy like? I think he's a guy who will keep. He's playing. like John Wall, where he yeah. wants to be out there even if he's a little banged up, and that could hurt them. So maybe Harden's like, 
yo, Chris, man, I know you're banged up, bro. Just sit a little bit. Yeah. Like, just relax. Like, and Chris is like, nah, I'm good, I'm good. But realistically, he can't perform at his best because he's not, like, actually healthy. But let's go back to basketball So, for wait, a so how, wait, do you, how, how big of a deal is that? So That Chris Paul's actually sitting right yeah, now if he's after one game? How, how big it's, of a deal is that? If you want to talk about overreaction, he's wasting minutes that he could be gelling with his teammates. Yeah. It's good for the Rockets. You think it's good for the Rockets? Because I think it's indifferent. No, I think it's, it's bad. I think it's bad. Uh, can, uh, let, let me, I haven't spoke for a second. I just want to speak real quick. So I watched that whole Warriors-Rockets game, um, and what the Rockets do, just the Mike D'Antoni philosophy, doesn't mesh with Chris Paul, the player. It straight up does not. Like, yeah, phenomenal point guard, but he's a half-court point guard. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't run the floor. And the Rockets are like a, they're like, I call them like a first second, uh, first seven seconds team. Mm-hmm. They want to get their shot up in the first seven seconds of that shot clock. Chris Paul, absolutely not that guy. So I think him sitting out, being on that sideline and watching the way this team plays, and he'll probably be able to see some lulls, and he'll probably be able to see when they're playing really well, and he'll maybe be able to figure out, like, I have to change the way I play a little bit. I think he's capable of it, because, again, he's a fantastic point guard, and he can run the fast break, but he just has to get more into that mentality of being a first seven seconds kind of guy. Yeah, and that's, why that. that's why I think it's bad that he's not playing. He has to learn how to do that. Exactly. Whether, how hurt he is is irrelevant. Like, I, obviously, if it's if it's serious, like, it's not good. But if he's just sitting out because he's, like, a little banged up or whatever, he needs to gel and figure out how to play this way. Because if he doesn't get it going, I could see Mike D'Antoni just being like, okay, we're not going to play. In the fourth wow. quarter, he didn't do that against, yeah. the, against the Warriors. He didn't play in the fourth well, quarter. And they're getting well, that's, a lot that's of... apparently because he was hurt, though. But wait, can I, I want to jump back to what Frank said. Yeah. I think... You guys are agreeing, but you're looking at the uh, time off, the, the way to fix it different. Mm-hmm. Frank's saying Chris Paul sitting on the bench watching this team run seven seconds or left quick quick decisions. He might have like an awakening. Yeah, but of like, he watches film. He watched film and stuff and when he was on yeah, the Clippers. When, yeah, sure, but it's like, different when you're there. When you're when you're banged up and you, all you want to do is be on the court, which I think Chris Paul is a guy who can all say wants to be on the court. Like guys, yeah. almost too bad he wants to be on the court. Uh, he might have a different view and actually see it. But it, it, I'm not saying one's better than the other. I'm just saying that's kind of what Frank was alluding to, I think. Well, here's the thing. Is Chris, Paul, is Chris Paul past his prime at this point? Yes. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, he's I think on, so, too. Or he's on the very But, point. like, you have to think that he's been doing this all preseason and, like, and offseason, like, getting ready. Like, you knew how they off-season. played. Exactly. Like, you have to think that he's been training for this. And, like, yeah, but it didn't show when he played. It that's didn't what show it all like he knew how to fit in. And that's he weird. he didn't. He straight that's up weird. did And you guys are saying the only way to fix that is by playing. Yes. Right? I so, think if he learns... But I think they're a worse team maybe with Chris Paul. I'm, I mean... Unless, I, I unless disagree because one thing Chris Paul does... Takes everyone, a little like, pressure off. He does play really good defense. Though. Oh, yeah. He yeah. really, really does. And basically what Frank was saying too... Chris Paul has always been a surveyor. So he like takes the ball off, slow, what's going methodical. on. Yeah, methodical. And then everybody else in the Rockets, even when you talk about secondary guys, going. Trevor Ariza, he gets the ball, and he goes. shoots, cuts, or passes literally in two seconds yeah. every time. Ryan Anderson, same thing. Eric it's, Gordon. It's, it, without they make Chris decisions. Paul, it's one or two passes, then a shot. That's Quick right. decisions. That's it. With Chris Paul, it it's a dabble to the wing, back to me, set a pick, go around the pick, give it to the big man. And someone else cuts off the big man. Like that's, that's just not their kind of game. It's not. It's not what their. That's not what their personnel is. So are we worried about the Rockets? Is that a thing? Well, that's, that's what I'm that's saying. That's overreaction. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like people are saying they're contenders. I don't think they're. I don't think they're a true contender in the West. Yeah. They started off three zero, but I think they got some problems coming. I mean, we're doing overreactions. Game one, you look at his plus minus on the court. Compared yeah. to like this, compared to like Eric Gordon. Oh man, Eric Gordon been playing good. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They have other players 
not Chris Paul. Chris that are Paul's contributing like, like Chris Paul's a like lot minus of points. PJ Tucker. Yeah, it was bad. It was, it was, very it was bad. because every time he was in, they just looked super. And strong. Eric Gordon was not on the court with him ever. I don't think because he was actually like plus twenty three when uh, he was on the court. He was so hooping. it was like clearly you sub this guy in for that guy. This he, guy is giving. Better. He's four. He's like forty points better. Yeah. Wow. Because he's plus twenty three instead of minus twenty one. Yeah. That's interesting stuff, man. Yeah, so Rocket, like, let's just. I want to. I want to make this statement, man. So we, we know that we talked about the Warriors and how people can overreact and say that's the only thing the NBA is about. They're the best team. We think as NBA outsiders that there's way more storylines. And to name a couple, I mean, we just talked about the team. We barely talked about the Warriors on this podcast. I feel like we, I mean, we did bit, earlier before. Very little, a little bit. Bit. I mean, yeah, but, yeah. but like b- before that, did we talk? No. Uh-huh. Well, that's because. We know what they are. We see the interest in the Timberwolves, the Rockets, the Thunder, who we didn't even get to yet. Mm-hmm. Um, even the Lakers and freaking... I think, the, like, you guys make fun of me, and I am low-key a Jazz fan, so call it biased if you want. Like, they just lost Rodney Hood, and they can still play with anybody in the West. Like well, I was... I'm, how, what, what was his injury? Uh, Achilles. Like, and... and the, Torn? Torn? I don't know. Actually, okay. I, I'm not keeping up on that. Like Jeez. we said yesterday, we were... I think all he it. Together. We, don't, we don't fact check. We weren't paying that attention. That Achilles, whatever happened to it. Rest Some, in peace. Something happened to Rodney Hood's foot, and it wasn't good. Yeah. But they guess the play. Then we got the Clippers, who were good. The Nuggets are super entertaining, in my opinion. And then we didn't even name any Eastern Conference. Well, because there's a lot more unpredicted, like unpredictability and inc- excitement around those teams. Like you said, you know what you're going to get with the Warriors. Like They're going to be good, but in terms of storylines. Like, the Sixers, man, we talk about them oh, a lot. Yeah. Yo, I, we can go humble brag right now, too. I can go talk about my, my, my MVP pick, Giannis and the Bucks. Yeah, yeah let, so let's much. do that. I was actually just going to bring up Giannis, so Frank, take the floor. So, this man has been going off. Yeah, so, like, you know, if you guys are listeners, you already know my MVP pick for this year was Giannis Poco. And, yeah, like, got blocked in the clutch time by LeBron, but if you look at the other two games, man... That guy is straight up unstoppable, and not only do, like just does it all game, does it when it matters. Like truly, truly matters. Yesterday, he ran the fast break with like 13 seconds to go and slammed it to put the put the Bucks up. And then on the other end, he stripped Nurkic, and then whoever got the ball after that, he blocked it. I think it might Nurkic might have got it back and put it up, and he blocked it to seal the win. Um, he just does everything. He's scoring over 40 points a game pretty much so far. Like, guy's just unbelievable. He's a freak. The The alley-oop dunk he had on Aaron Baines oh my goodness, was man. probably the second-best dunk next to Kelly Oubre's put back. That Wait, what about, ridiculous. The, what about the dunk he had, just like the standing dunk that he did right in Baines' face? Yeah. And he did like a but, little move after, and Baines like swung. That the, dude's crazy. The, Baines, the, Baines, yeah, Baines is a little, little off his rocker, but... um. I'm not even impressed by those anymore because he doesn't even have to jump when yeah, he's under the rim. That close, yeah. like those. those to me, those are expected. Those are expected. But like, he caught that ball. He jumped from like the third hash mark. It was like a <laughs> foot above Aaron Baines and dunked it on him. Like, and then there's another thing. Today, he grabbed the ball at the three point line on a fast break, and there was one guy in front of him. And he took two steps, and he was at the free throw line, and he jumped and laid it in. But I swear to God, he could have dunked it. Like, with ease, a guy in front of him. Like, he jumped from the free throw line after two steps from the three-point line and laid, like, didn't lay it in, like, dropped it in. And, like, in my opinion, he could have easily dunked it. Like, an in-game, go, like, guy defending him from the free throw line dunk. I think um, he could have dunked it. To bring back that Aaron Baines alley he dunked it so hard, and Aaron Baines did not expect it to actually go in. He didn't think it go he, in. Yeah, he started, he kept thought, playing. He, he kept thought he caught a rebound after Giannis jammed it down. Yeah. It bounced up so hard. Aaron Baines... 
like grabbed it and started trying to start the fast like break. Barry, like yeah. he thought it, there was no way that went in. Obviously <laughs> not. Like he was like five feet from the hoop. Yeah. You know, and he just soared over him, took the contact, and still threw it down. He's, it was unreal. He's so strong now. He's a yeah. he literally he grows every year. You know who? Uh, shout out Bucks again. We could do Bucks all day. I'm so interested <laughs> in them. Um, Thon Maker looks huge compared to last year. Literally. Huge compared to last year. Shout out Thon Maker's so birth certificate. Where so we're at? going with it. He's younger. He's still growing. <laughs> yeah. We're going well, with he's younger. I, I, read, I read a Bleacher Report article at me on that the Milwaukee Bucks had to pay like an additional $2,000 a month in food because Thon Maker was eating like 12,000 calories a day or some really? shit. Like, yeah, I mean, the man's ginormous, but yeah. you need a lot of stuff to fill that body up. Yeah, but yo, shout out Thon Maker. He's still got range, and if he can just grow and become stronger than everybody... That is a problem. Sleeper is a problem. Yo. Let's go. <laughs> that Bucks team is so interesting. They're just like yeah. the antithesis of what today's and I put this in quotes. Today's NBA is. They're they're, they're literally they're positionless they're and they're like they're like oh yeah. you guys want to go small ball? No, give me the tallest guys in the world and we're gonna make them play basketball together. Yeah. And it's super fun to watch. Yeah, super well, fun to Frank, watch. That was a shout out, Frank. That was a fantastic <laughs> statement right there. The antithesis. <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. It's so true though. They're legit saying, oh, you guys want to go? What are you doing? You're getting smaller people to do. Uh, no, nah, let's just get seven footers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's where the league is going to go. You're going to start to see a lot of guys like Kevin Durant. Like, maybe not as good, Yo, obviously. Like, seven, 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 seven footers of range. Wait, think about this. Think about this. I got something real. Like, this isn't a hot take. It doesn't even make sense. But, Laurie Markkinen, think uh-huh. about him. He's a small forward. He, yeah, like he plays, like, no, he should be. Like, he plays like a small forward. Yeah. Like, he is a power forward center because he's seven feet tall. Yeah. But, like, watch him play, and he does the things that small forward Kristaps is seven foot three. He's mm-hmm. a power forward. Yeah. It's ridiculous. There's, there's a bunch of guys like that. I mean, John Poco is seven foot. I love how you say his last name, by the way. <laughs> Whatever. You, you hardly try on the Giannis part, and then you just say Antempoco. <laughs> That's Acapulco. my man. Giannis Acapulco. <laughs> Giannis Acapulco. Um,. What position is that guy? He's seven foot point guard. Yeah. Like, come but, on. Yeah, he goes into the fucking all NBA team. It was just gonna make this year. He's gonna go into like the all NBA teams and the all star <coughs> all star teams. teams as a forward. That guy's a point guard. There's yeah. two seven foot point guards in the East. What the fuck? Yeah. Ben Simmons and 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 Giannis. And and and, 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 and they're long... both tw- like. How old is Giannis? Twenty three. Twenty three. Yeah, twenty three. As, as, as long as it is is sitting out, you got a six eight one in Cleveland. Yeah, true. Uh, shout out D Rose. He's there. No, yeah, but yeah. D Rose didn't play, and LeBron James one hundred percent ran that point. That's true. He, go, he goes there though. Simmons is listed at six ten, but the announcers were saying when they were playing the Wizards that the guy guarding him was six ten as well, and they were like, "It looks like Simmons has one or two inches on this guy." Yeah, he's and probably he's around. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Durant is also shout out, shout out Australia by the way. Yeah. Shout out Australia. Oh yeah, well, that's true. Shout out Australia. Uh, we were looking at our little stats here. So obviously the NBA Outsiders, SBNY. We don't blow the world away with how many people listen to this podcast. You guys can even see it on SoundCloud if you want. But we have a, a, a handful of people in Australia listening. Shout out Aussie, Aussie, yeah. Aussie. Is that, wait, wait, wait. Is that <laughs> fucked up to say? Is that like really? I just like, sh- I don't know. I Whatever. Don't know. Shout out to we you guys. Did, though. You want to really piss him off? You just call him. He, he's a he's a New Zealander. <laughs> <laughs> they get so triggered by that. If you like mix now, it up. What makes me more mad is if you tell them that the, you can't tell the difference between the accents. Yeah. So oh. don't say that. If you call him a wait, Kiwi, wait. Don't say that. Do you think they they like like this podcast or do you think they hate listen because Bab hates Delvado? Oh my gosh. 
I think maybe there's a few Australians who are off of the Del Vidova train, maybe. I mean, nah, I think they got his back, and I don't <laughs> think they like me. <laughs> I'd say the majority oh, hey. of Australia, yeah, but you got the outliers. You're, but we you're love, speaking to the outliers yeah. We love Ben right Simmons, and we love Patty Mills. Shout out Australia. Yeah. And Steve Adams. We like Steve and Adams. Steve Adams. Well, I forgot about him. He's a beast. Uh, he I'm looks not sure like he's from he, Mongolia. I think he's... I think he's a Kiwi. I think you might have just pissed off all Australia. Oh, shit. No, what? He's New Zealand? Zealand? I'm pretty sure he's I think oh, he man. is, actually. Oh, I think, no. I think you're right for him. We, got, we got to change subjects, like, right yeah, now. Like, oh, <laughs> he's from Westeros. Yeah. All right, so Duffy, <laughs> Duffy, look that up. Uh, well, I want to bring up the last point that we'll probably talk about. It'll probably lead to a couple other things, but this is something that really fired up our group chat. New Zealand, for sure. Damn it. Sorry, <laughs> sorry Stephen. Sorry, Australia. We still love you. We did that <laughs> thing. We were talking about, oh, that'll piss him off. We did that. <laughs> well... That makes us the worst. Whatever. So oh, you, that was you. Hand up. Well, on we're, you. We're not. We're not in this one together. <laughs> you, just, you said oi oi oi. That can't be just a nice thing to do. <laughs> oh man. Um. So uh, this really fired up the group chat, the NBA Outsiders group chat on iMessage, which means Bab also probably saw it because if it was on Instagram, no chance in nope. France that Bab saw it. No. Um. We well, not we. I heard from a friend on Twitter, John Hood. Shout out John Hood. He said D'Angelo Russell, now with this Jeremy Lin injury, sad for Jay Lin, has a chance of being an all-star in the East. D'Angelo Russell, right? A chance. We're not saying this guy's an all-star, but he's putting up numbers, playing okay. He's on the Brooklyn Nets, which is also part of this debate. So I raised the question, who has a better chance at being an all-star? Jalen Brown or D'Angelo Russell? Both lost players next to him have more uh, to do on their teams. Both pretty young. One plays for the Celtics, one plays for the Nets. Uh, I'll open the floor to Bab first. Who's more likely to be an all-star, Russell or Brown? I think that's easy. I think it's Brown. Because I don't even think the cities matter. I don't even think the cities matter because Brown is a better player. I think he's more talented. And I think he's on a better team, too. And that counts. So I guess the cities do matter, the cities they're playing in. But I, that's, a e- that's an easy one for me. I think it's Brown. I mean, literally the more talented player on the more talented team that's going to get more exposure it's not. It's not. It's not. Russell. The way what, what the, can Brown do for you? Frank and I were going at it. That's was, why. That's why I went to Bab first. So, yeah. Yeah. so he can say his piece, and then by the time we're done, we'll probably forget about Bab. So when, anyway. when was this on Thursday? <laughs> was it on Thursday? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's so it was on. Now. Yeah, it was on Thursday, and a good like two hours of my day was spent on my phone yelling at Frank via text about this. And the the main points I was hitting on is that they, like you said, they both have teammates go down, and now they have more responsibility. So. Jalen looked like he immediately filled in like Gordon Hayward's role. He was it looked like he was trying to do everything that first night. Probably was doing a little too much, but it looks like he's ready for it mentally and he's like he's putting that plan into action. So he is going to be ready to take on that responsibility. He's going to get noticed for that responsibility. They're going to be a playoff team. So he's going to get more he's just going to be in the news more because of that. Yeah. Um He's averaging 33 a game right now. 33. He's averaging 33 a game. All-star. Hands down. Who's uh, that? Jalen Brown. No, who's averaging 33? Not Jalen Brown. Minutes. minutes. Oh, 33 minutes? I'm sorry. Go no, on. This is three-point field goal percentage. I'm shot. What the fuck you... are you pointing at? Yeah, right, whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> what and he's, averaging, also, he's averaging 17. I so so the, the main point I was trying to make was that he's going to be in more storylines because he's on the Celtics. Gordon Hayward got hurt. He's got to pick up that responsibility. They're going to be in the, a playoff team. They're going to get national coverage because of think, Kyrie and I all that think stuff. Like, getting more national he's, he's just going to be in the story. Like he, He's just going to be in your face more just by accident. 
Like, and his numbers, you think, can be good enough compared yeah, to compared like, to, to D'Angelo Russell? Yeah, and, and people will be like, "Oh, Jalen Brown." Like I keep hearing about him. How's he doing? You look up his numbers, and he's going to be so doing he, a little of everything. Do you think his numbers are going to be better? Strictly from numbers, do you think his numbers are going to be better than D'Angelo Russell's? I think that he they will be close, but D'Angelo Russell's going to get more points and assists, and I don't think that'll really be close. But I think Jalen Brown's going to do more. He's going to get points, assists, rebounds, steals, blocks. Like I think he's just going to be part of. He's going to be more impactful as a player. We were talking about this yeah. Carl Towns versus Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Right. Like, you look at the numbers and you see Towns is just a freak, but then you watch impact on the game and just wing defenders, which Jalen Brown is, the wing defender, they, they have such an impact on the game because that the game is shifting towards further and further from the hoop. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting case, and that's two cases for Jalen Brown. Now time, Frankie Boy. Uh, so it's easily D'Angelo Russell. The guy's got the bigger role. I know the team is worse, and everybody's worried, like, oh, they're going to get coverage. First of all, he's playing in New York City. If D'Angelo Russell balls in New York City, everybody in the world will keal about it. That's why everybody knows who Chris Aps Porzingis is, because the guy's a unicorn. Yeah, but the, he's Knicks, the, Knicks. the Knicks suck. The Knicks suck. And I everybody agree. knows Porzingis because he does yeah. it on the biggest stage in sports in New York City. That's how Jeremy City. Lin got so big. Exactly. Jeremy Lin. And the Knicks were okay that year, they weren't even that good. That was the lockout year, right? Jeremy Lin he had a good 30 games, and, and he blew, and up. blew up. was like the number one he was in the star Garden. in like the NBA world. Was Carmelo was so hurt, right? if you do it in New York... Put you on notice, Frank. Are you saying Brooklyn holds weight similar to that? It's New York. It's the same market. That even doesn't matter. That doesn't matter Even if you're not a fan Look of the, the Giants team. versus the Jets. Think about that. They play in the same stadium. Yeah, but when anybody balls and out... And the Jets get as much coverage yeah, as the Giants. Yeah, and when anyone good. balls out, they get clout out the ass. Mark Sanchez was balls. sucked as a Jet. Mark Sanchez doesn't even have a job anymore. He's a backup somewhere cleaning balls. He's a backup somewhere. Where is he a backup? I used to Denver? No, I think no, yeah, cut. I think you're right. Actually. He might have got cut from that. You do it in New York. If you do it in New York, people take notice. And but you, I don't, think... you don't have to be on a good team to make the All-Star team. And I know it's a very small sample size, but just let's look at the stats to think, start the year. I just think Let's just look at the stats I'm, to start okay, the year. That's fine. I'm, I'm not saying... has 23.5 points a game. I'm not he's saying it's ridiculous. He's shooting 52%, and he's shooting 36% from three. So his, average, his percents are higher on both uh, twos and threes. He's got three rebounds and five and a half assists so far. Jalen Brown's averaging 17, shooting 44 from the field and 31 from three. He's got six rebounds and one assist. If, if D'Angelo Russell continues to put up 20 points or more until the All-Star break and gets those averages up to maybe over six, we'll say over six just to be safe, He's the all-star over Jalen Brown. I'm not saying it's ridiculous that D'Angelo Russell could be an all-star because that's he like we're talking about. He put up sick numbers and whatever, but I think it's easier for people to buy into a storyline that has more elements to it than oh, I'm gonna watch. Like you couldn't pay me to watch the Nets game over the past I, however many years. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I think you're giving like if we're talking about fan vote, especially because we're talking about markets and whatnot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they they changed all stars where it's not all fan vote. No. Uh, they just vote for the starters, and he's yeah. not going to get. He's not going to be voting no, for the starter, starter, obviously. No. So it really does come down to coaches and players vote. I think, right? Is that correct? Or yeah, yeah, coaches right. and coaches media, players, I, maybe I media. There's coaches some sort of players for coaches sure. And players, yeah. Some sort of breakdown, right? But if if Dan, like, I don't think everybody's as smart as you may seem. Like, are they going to notice that Jalen Brown's doing pretty, yes. getting decent numbers and doing a bunch of little things, yes. or are they going to say? 
Yeah, we played D'Angelo Russell once. He dropped 28 and had 7 assists. That guy was balling out. Yeah. Oh, I see him on the highlights. Jalen Brown's just dunking. Like, no. I, if if you put those two guys right next to each other, I think D'Angelo Russell's name I, carries enough weight for himself, too. I think I, he still I, makes... I don't know. Play, Everybody players play. and coaches pay attention to that shit. Fans might miss it because they're not watching the fucking Nets, but players and coaches... No, or um, uh, The Celtics, my bad. If they're not watching the Celtics, like they might not give a shit. But players and coaches are very in tune with the league, and they notice every little thing. And because most, it's their, I mean, it's their job, obviously. And they're going to be the ones that are going to vote either Brown or Russell. And I think those gonna people starters. are going to buy into Brown more than Russell because mm-hmm. they're going to be like, "Oh, Russell, yeah, he's balling out in the Nets. He's doing his thing." Like I wasn't, I wasn't ready to give up on this guy. Like blah blah. The blah. difference, the difference I can see, especially in like the All Star thing, and just who's the better player in general, like, when I when I debate it myself, like, D'Angelo Russell has the potential to be way better at making everybody else around him better. Whereas Jalen Brown right now, I'm not saying he can't be, but Jalen Brown right now seems to be the recipient of someone else making him better, and that's Kyrie. Well, he's, he's not a point guard. I think that comes with the point guard position. But, and but, I'm not but saying you you're don't, wrong. You don't, you don't just have to be a point guard to make people you have to be the, better. Though. I yeah. feel like you have to be like a primary ball handler. You need to be featured. You need to be, or they need to run the offense through. Like, think about Jokic. They run a lot of offense through the high post or whatever. Shout out Jokic. Dish, oh dish, oh dish but they, don't run any, they don't run any offense through Draymond, and he makes everybody around him better. No, nah, they do run offense through they Draymond. They do now. They Absolutely. do now. But even even before they did, he's right. He made yeah. the team better without that. Yeah, but and that was because he was so impactful on defense. He was yeah. so good for their team defense. No, yeah, it's obviously different. And but Jalen Brown saying, is capable of being that level of defender, I think. He's, he's, six I mean, foot he's, seven. he's that type of athlete. He's yeah, a freak if, athlete. If, he, if he figures it out, you know, mentally and. All that stuff, I agree. And he but looks like a smart guy. The only thing I'm worried about is, I don't know if he's gonna buy into the Celtics because of how they handle it and Avery Bradley. He's really close to those guys. But to get just my one last point on this is, you look at the All Star team from last year in the East. Every single guard is returning and is still in the East, pretty much, with the exception of it. It who's hurt, or if you call Jimmy Butler a guard or a forward. Yeah, I think he was like the guard forward, right, All Star right. last year. So he's he and, and Paul George was a forward both. too, yeah. Paul George was a forward. Carmelo Anthony was a forward. Jimmy Butler was a forward. Paul Millsap was a forward. Jalen Brown is a forward. So he has four open slots. That's a good point. That's a good point, Duff. Look at that. You say, you didn't bring that one up in the group chat. You just think of that? No, I think I did bring that up. Uh, that was a lot of messages. It was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I'm I I going think... to go on, on record saying I did not hear that. I don't need yeah. that either. Maybe I thought maybe that I th- point's like almost irrefutable. That's yes, a really right? good point. Like, Duff. I, shout out Duff. Yeah, I do. I do a lot of this sometimes where I'll just like think about something I'm gonna say and then I never actually say it. I hopped out of the shower. There was 41 messages. I was like, <laughs> skimmed it. And yeah. so I don't know if that was. That's when you got to come back in the group text. And be like, what I missed. Yeah. Like Jalen Brown or D'Angelo Russell. That's it. <laughs> Summary me. But no, <laughs> that's a good point. That's it, a really good point. And it's probably a meaningless debate. It was just something that we yeah. talked about that was kind of interesting. So we brought it up here. That's the type of NBA fans we are. We, we can job, find right? interest in literally every nook and cranny. We got some league. Twitter cloud on it, too. Man, man agreed with me. Oh, yeah. Some guy did shout out Russell. Uh, Russell. He said he's a, he was a Knicks fan. I don't know. Duff was a little skeptical that this guy was a Knicks fan and said the New York team. D'Angelo Russell, yeah. he goes, you damn New Yorkers and whatnot. Yeah, yeah but, the, but the Irishman picking the, the clover, <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 a, that's a shocker, too. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Frank are the New Yorkers here. Duff doesn't exist. Like, Duff... Is a I'm shamrock. a child of the world. Yeah, Duff, Duff doesn't even exist. Like, I, he's from I mean, Jersey. It's, it's also, I'm also salty at the Nets because I grew up a Nets fan. Mm. And then they oh, moved. that's the way, why the way you are. And, and, they, they, and, and, then they, and they moved, and I he's felt personally He's salty there in a better market. I wish I, I don't think they're in a better market at all. I don't think Brooklyn carries as much clout as there's. I don't think there's any way to argue this point 
as big as Brooklyn is supposed to be for them, it has not been as... I'm not saying he's been a bust. But I'm, I'm saying it's been not as good as they wanted it to be. Shout, think, shout out Barclays Center, though. Nice place. Yeah, I'm not, yeah it's, it's, nice. I haven't been there yet. We're going to go to some Nets games this year. We'll figure it out. I almost went today. I almost yeah. went on Sunday versus the Hawks. But then, you know what? After our Saturday homecoming performance, I, I wasn't ready to, rest to make that trek for Hawks-Nets on a Sunday <laughs> <Yeah>. afternoon. <laughs> Oof. That could have been a, it. Could have been a bad one. Actually, I don't know. Maybe not. High scoring. Right. Maybe Danza Russell would have uh, would you solidified his all star. Would you have made the so track for Celtics Hawks? No. 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 I'm not saying go to Boston. I'm saying if, like if it if, was if, as if, close. Celtics Celtics Hawks in in Barclays. Yeah. Just switch no, the teams. Not, not really. Yeah. No. You it would be closer there. though. I'd be more intrigued by seeing Kyrie, but yeah. that's Kyrie though, Still not the Celtics. Oh, yeah. uh, anyway. Uh, just to cover those guard spots that you said are all filled up, let's think about this for a hot second. Then we're going to end up, we're at like an hour or yeah. so already. Uh, we've got Kyrie Irving, all-star. You got John Wall. Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan, all-star. That's three. John Wall. John Wall, Wall. Bradley, Bradley Beal. Beal. That's five, if you will. And then you I don't got... Know Beal's, I don't know if Beal's going to get it. He'll be close. I bet you Lowry or De- DeRozan, one of them doesn't get it. I think if any, I don't, Lowry's not going to get it. I think De- what was De- wasn't DeRozan like third team All-NBA last year? I doubt it. No, he was. He was on an All-NBA team. We can we can check that. The Rose uh, was an All-Star. Then but, Ken, but, but I don't think he was an All-Star. Bro, like, I don't think he was an All-Star. If, Chuck Nux you, if he was a all third team NBA, I would be shocked. I do really? not think that was true. I'm, I'm yeah. almost 100% sure. Look it up. Because I remember seeing that and being like, okay, everyone from the Warriors made it. Oh, but not Clay Thompson. Wait, Clay Thompson make it over to Mar DeRozan? No way. I would really doubt that. If I'm wrong on this, I'll eat. I'll eat a sock or something. <laughs> I'm not sure, but think about that. That's John Wall, Bradley Beal. It, like he's still above D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, in this we conversation. Five above D'Angelo Russell. And, but maybe Kemba six. And, too. Yeah, with Kemba, that's probably yeah. six. So it, it'll be tough for him. Jalen Brown, a little easier, maybe, or maybe, but it's still very, very tough. Uh, so let's close out this podcast. Why Duff looks up? Demar Derozan was on third team all defense. Shit! Someone give me a all sock. Defense? All defense? No, no all NBA. Uh, someone give me a sock. I need to eat it. <laughs> uh, damn, I guess I'm wrong. But whatever. That's uh, interesting stuff there with the All-Stars. We're too close, too early to talk about that. What I do want to do in the future on the NBA Outsiders podcast, do a little rookie podcast. Maybe just an extended segment on rookies rookies, and see how they're doing. You know, Jason Tatum get taken on a big plate. Uh, Josh Jackson playing ball. De'Aaron Fox doing some things. Markel Fultz. Come on, yeah. Did you guys see that? <laughs> yeah. He just shot a three from the corner and said Kamehameha as it went in. Darren Fox? Darren Fox? He's Darren a big Fox. Dragon Ball Z fan. Always yeah. posted on his Instagram stories. All the time. Shout um, out Dragon Ball Z abridged. Darren Fox actually streams himself playing like Call of Duty. Seriously? No, on Twitch? He's yeah. nasty at video games. Yeah. Really? Yes, that's he dope. Wow. He's sponsored by some company and they made him a whole like game room in his house and he streams on That's Twitch. awesome. I just he's a gamer. Shout yeah, out Darren game. Fox, man. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Gordon Hayward too. Come play me in 2K, bro. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of Hashtag yeah, get well, Gordon. For real. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Same for Jeremy Lin. Ripping peace, all those ankles and knees going out. Worst storylines of the first week right there. That was... injuries. We didn't talk about this because I'm still traumatized yeah. when that happened it, it felt like I got punched in the gut because I was You're, so you like Gordon Hayward a lot you rely yeah. on him yeah. and so does Pete and, and he's yeah. a great guy like you know it's just... and everyone's excited for the Celtics yeah. like Kyrie like the whole thing it's like big I'm not excited and, for the Celtics yeah fuck you <laughs> um, fuck and, the Celtics and, and it was like opening it was opening night and everyone's like excited and it was just like we're finally here you first know, game of the year up. first game of the year first quarter so first five stuff. minutes that happened yeah, and it was like it was deflating it was just like one of those moments it was like Duff, life comes at you fast I talked to you on the phone it during was, the first two minutes of that game and you were giving me play by play while I was in the car and 
I was like excited, crazy things were going down, you know, like yeah, a lot of shots, a lot of action. Yeah. And then we hang up with the phone, and we talk maybe later after it happened. I mean, thirty minutes later, you were legitimately broken up with it. Like, you I sounded it was, upset. It was like halftime. I stopped watching. I didn't watch like the third quarter because I was like so torn up. I was very disappointed. <laughs> you missed so good sad. basketball in the third quarter. I was, yeah. I, I was like very rattled. You missed Jalen Brown go off. Yeah, you really. I was. I saw it eventually, yeah. but I was very, very shook. I can tell you, I had one of those moments for the first week as well. Um, way different though. Not as catastrophic, but it's uh. Willie Hernan Gomez not playing for the Knicks. Man. Yeah, it's shout really out shaking Knicks. me up. Yeah, shout shaking out KP. Me up. Thirty points. 30 yeah, points K- twice. 30 that, points I will twice. say that KP killing it. Very fun to watch. But I, I'm very upset that Willie has everyone not really said like, oh, Mel- Melo's gonna. He's he has these double teams and everyone's dogging him in New York because he can't pass out of them and whatever. Let's see how Kristaps handles the double teams and yeah. whatever. So far, so good. Yeah. How do you guard a unicorn? You can't. You no. just can't. Yeah, you don't want to touch the horn, man. That shit looks sharp. <laughs> yeah, <bro. laughs> Wait, also, though, on, on to the Willie point, because Nick's, Nick's Twitter was sincerely upset about this. I am. Nick's, I mean, as you are, as I am. So what Jeff Hornacek said about that was uh, Cantor and O'Quinn earned their minutes in preseason and in practice, and until I start seeing otherwise, like, Willie's on the outskirts right now. That's so f- That's fair. What I'm going to say to that is that's fair, and I can see it, because think about practice, like, I can see Cantor and Kylo Quinn facing up against Willie pretty well, but Willie does things that they can't do on the floor. Like Willie has fantastic touch. I mean, Cantor does too, actually. But I don't know. I think I think they're like a wash. Willie's probably as good as them right now. It's a really weird spot. And then Joe Kim Noah is going to come back, and they're going to be like, "Well, like, we're paying this guy seventeen million. Might as well give him some minutes." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you just go weird. Bucks. Put Chris Evans at the three. Play two centers. Oh my God. Except when Kristaps gets put, put, put on Tobias Harris, he gets washed because he can't guard a three. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, <laughs> I just said, shout out me because I said he wouldn't be able to guard Carmelo. And Carmelo wasn't finishing at the rim. Like that one dunk, he was going to throw that down hard as fuck, but he missed it. But that was exactly what I was talking about, where his first step, he just burned him baseline. Yeah. KP did have the, the rebound, not the rebounds, the uh, points. No, he came back and blocked him from behind. Yeah. Oh, he did? Yeah. yeah. He swatted him right uh, down. Also, and, shout out Tim Hardaway Jr., Fellas been balling. Yeah, he's trying. Been yeah, they're trying. Wait, last shout out for me, and then we, I guess we could do one more and then close up. But shout out Michael Beasley for coming Yo. in. <laughs> His first minute of as a Nick gets a ball in the corner, little like Cashes. fake move, catching money a three. Rolls his ankle, stays on the court, hopping around, and then calls for the ball. On one foot. On one foot. <laughs> Shout out Mike Beasley. I think he'll be all right, though. Yeah, he'll be fine. too bad. Yeah, no, he played it yesterday. Yeah, oh, it looked, yeah, it looked yeah. like he just landed funny. Yeah. He played game two. Anybody else got any more shout-outs since we're doing a shout-out podcast today? You want to shout-out uh, Fultz's sh- foul, sh- foul, foul, foul oh, shot? Oh, yeah. Yeah, shout-out. Shout that's, that's literally giving me cancer right there. <laughs> 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 what? Yo, he had one yesterday. Awesome. He looks like he pushes it. He looks like he pushes it like your three-year-old sister would do when she's learning how to shoot right now. And he had one yesterday. I've never seen an NBA player who's supposedly a good shooter do this on a free throw where he didn't even hit rim. He bricked it so bad to the left, it didn't even hit rim. It just clunked off the backboard to the left. Like, he wasn't even centered. And, like, oh, my God, there's something wrong with that right now. Yeah. So. His shoulder's fucked up. That's what it's got to be. Shout out labrum surgery. Yeah, he has a torn labrum. <clears throat> so, wait. Does he? Yeah, tore his labrum. That's what it was? Torn labrum. How did we find that out? Uh, a couple days ago. Shit, I didn't even know. Yeah, he's that's playing through it, but yeah, it's he's, torn He labrum. needs to get that surgery. That's soft. He needs to. Nah, that's soft. You can play baseball with a torn labrum. You, All you use is your shoulder and baseball. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you... You can play with a torn labrum. Shout it's out my dad. Sh- shout out you. Shout out my dad, physical therapist, telling me all this information. You can play basketball with a torn labrum. Yeah, but it fucking it's a lot hurts. Harder. Yeah, because it hurts. Wait, yeah. shout out your dad. When Gordon Hayward got hurt, 
That breakdown. Yeah, Bab's dad literally drew an x-ray diagram and gave us like a hundred word description of exactly what may have happened. He's a physical therapist. (laughs) It was was legit. Oh yeah, shout out, his diagnosis for what it was, it was like, if he broke a certain bone... He, 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 he it's like light jogging in six to eight months yeah. that's for like a regular person NBA athlete and that's all they're focused that's on we'll say yeah he was like I'm not like obviously athletic. serious injury yeah yeah definitely serious also injury. last thing looks real quick uh, Kevin Pelton if you guys are familiar ESPN guy good basketball dude he tweeted about Markel Fultz and I thought it was, it was pretty well said a little sad but Markel Fultz either has a serious shoulder injury or has developed a mental block about his shooting either way I don't find it amusing. Like yeah. it's actually like kind of sad right now. What's going on well, with his shot? Like he's a good, good player. To, he still moves well. You can tell that he knows what he's doing. And then he goes to shoot a free throw, and you're like, dude, are you, are you good? And to the mental point too, like it, it, it obviously it's a shoulder injury, but to the mental point too, like he was passing up wide open looks from from three, from mid range. Like he he would get them, and then he would look to dish instead of shooting it. And for someone that was supposed to be like the best shooter in the draft. It's, no, it's, no, Malik Monk. Okay, one of the best shooters in the draft. That's my guy. It's one my of the son. best shooters in college last year. It's not. It's doesn't give me any confidence. It is. It's, it's sad and it's weird. It's, it's the biggest what if of the next decade. What if they took Malik? Monk? Wait who, for it. Who the Knicks? Yeah. Oh God. Wait for it. I don't want to hear that. Frankie Nicotine, shout out him. He, Another uh, ankle. He ready? Another ripping piece ankle. Frank ain't ready yet, but he he'll be all right. Frank's he's he's, he's right raw. Now. He's so raw. Yeah, he'll be but right. he, what he shows is very promising, and he's bigger than everyone he faces up with. So that's How an tall advantage is he? right off the bat. He's six five, but six he five. just like he fuck. looks intimidatingly bigger than everybody. Yeah. He's, he's got broad ass so shoulders. Yeah. yeah, like he just yeah. Wait, exactly. so this is gonna be the last thing because we actually have to close out. This, uh-huh. this, this podcast ran a little long. We've been all over the place, but thank you for tuning in. We got to do our first NBA Outsiders in person podcast. Hope we get more of these in the future. It's fun. I like hanging out with you guys. Shout out, it. shout out Frank's house. Rest in peace, the pierogi. Yeah, rest in peace, pierogi. Uh, we're we're in Brighton now. Shout out Staten Island. We're on Brighton Road, but not actually Staten Island. We're not in Staten Island though. We already made that clear. We're, yeah. we're Frank's in old house is on Poland Street. Shout out the pierogi. Yeah. We used to call it. <laughs> Frank's old house was the pierogi, and it was legit. The house is spirit animal, Marcin Gortat. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so thank you for tuning in. Tell your friends. Shout out the NBA Outsiders. You know, subscribe, rate, review. Tell us what you think. I had one more thing I want. Oh, this was it. Last thing I wanted to say, I want to end with some really, really irrelevant news. I just got an update on my phone. Um, 3 o'clock Sunday, why we're recording this right now. Jay Cutler, chest, questionable to return. Oh. Matt Moore replaces. Ooh. And that's how we're going to end this episode <laughs> of the NBA Outsiders podcast. Because who the hell cares? I, wait, wait, wait. Quick, a, quick five, funny. five second take. How does Matt Moore do? Go, Frank. Way better. Way better? Bab? No comment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst part of the Sounds podcast. Good. Everybody, go, go, everybody go. is uh, better. They're gonna better. win. They're gonna be way Jets. better, and Jay Cutler's just gonna grab the bag and walk away. That's fine. Good for him. <laughs> good for him. Smoking Jay gets away. That's what made me think of it too. Frankie smokes. Smoking Jay. Yeah. That's it. Um, this is an NBA podcast, and we just uh, talked NBA about Jay Cutler. I felt like it was the right thing to do, but it everybody was. who's listening right now is like. They clicked out already. Yeah. <laughs> the NBA outsiders just brought up Jay Cutler's chest. Yeah. Like, this, shit's, this shit's been. I got. I gotta go. <laughs> Have a good one. We're the NBA outsiders. <laughs>